Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. Today's guest has written for the LA Times, Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, and others. And now she helps women to start and finish their book. She's the founder of finallygetyourbookdone.com. Please welcome Amanda Bodafield. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Good. Thank you for that tremendous introduction. Amanda, so great to have you on today. You know, so many of our listeners uh, want to start their own book. And, you know, one of the things I love about your program is that you help women from start to finish with a one-on-one program. So I want to talk about that. But first, let's roll back to your background. Uh, You grew up here in California? Yes, born and raised. Right, right. And but you've done a lot of traveling around the world, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, right after uh, college, I went to I was living in Washington, D.C. But what really brought me all around the world is uh, my husband, who's from Ireland. Uh, During COVID, we were separated from all these different border regulations. So we had to kind of hop around in different countries where we could be together. So we spent like a long time living in Cabo and Mexico and I'm flying to London tomorrow. Uh, so oh, wow, how exciting! Yeah, yeah, through marriage, um, we've been able to kind of hop around to quite a few places. Awesome, and I actually am from DC, so I love that area. In fact, oh. I visited, and uh, somewhere down the the uh, the road in my ancestry, uh, I think we're from Ireland. So I've always wanted to go there. Did you love it? I loved it. It's so nice. Um, my husband's, you know, very traditional Irish family. His mom is one of 14 kids. And we were staying in like this small little Irish village uh, called Killy Beggs. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> heard of it. Um, he's from Derry, but I loved it. Um, the funny thing is, I love DC as well. And originally, I thought that's where I was going to land. I was a political writer at the time. And I brought my then boyfriend, now husband there. And he's kind of like it. He's like, like, it reminds me of London. He thought it was so, you know, yeah, um, caught up in the culture and the who's who of uh, D.C. But I think it's a charming city. So he he loves L.A.? He loves L.A. He oh, thinks yeah. it's, yeah, it's friendly, right? Uh, which as I uh, get a little bit older, I appreciate the weather more and more. Oh, my God. We do have the best weather on the planet here for sure. Um, So, you know, what I want to talk about is this is your really unique claim to fame is that you played in the World Poker Tournament and you are an amazing poker player and actually wrote a book. And I'm going to have you tell us the name. I think it's a, a girl's guide to poker. You got it. Oh, yes. I got it. Okay. The Girls Guide to Poker. Fantastic. Yes. Um, I actually final tabled a World Series of Poker event. Um, and I've won a couple tournaments. And, you know, I got into poker when I was working as a writer. And at the time, I knew I wanted to write a book. Um, and my vision, I love the For Dummy series. So I love like, I don't know, I'm boring. I was a political writer. I love reference books. How do we make 
the boring stuff fun. I was a newsletter writer. So I was like, how do we make all these very dry stories? How do we make them interesting and put them in catchy headlines and titles? And so I got into poker, which is very technical. It's It was a similar challenge. It was how do you write about cards and percentages? And how do you say, I have a jack and a 10 and make that sound interesting? So the goal of my book, A Girl's Guide to Poker, was to make poker friendly and accessible, particularly to women, because I don't know about you, but I've never had a girlfriend invite me to a poker night. So, you know, it's so interesting. Uh, a lot of the uh games in the casino are very mall dominated. I also happen to like craps. And I was actually on a segment one time about women who play craps because uh, very, you know, if you go to a craps table also uh, very few women play. And like you said, uh, not a lot of women like yourself are poker champions. And one of the things that interested me the most about having you on was this women's guide to poker, because you were telling me that you think learning to play poker actually empowers women. And I wanted to, you know, talk more about that. Sure. So tell me your take on that. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I love your podcast, Invest in Her, right? It's so particularly when you talk about money, poker is a great tool. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is most financial advice we are given, particularly as women, is spend less, save more. And that's it. And that's, you do that. And, and then all of a sudden you're a millionaire, right? Not necessarily. And what's great about poker is you, when you're given chips and when you're in a tournament, you're given capital and you're kind of given the time to, you know, if you had a giant tower of chips, how are you going to apply it? Are you going to take big risks? Are you going to be more slow and steady? You kind of get to be, literally playing with money, which I think is really, really important for us as women. I teach classes for an organization called Poker Power, which was started by a hedge fund. And their their whole, they go to corporate organizations like Bank of America and uh, Goldman Sachs. I taught the VP of their organization how to play poker. Uh, and, uh, you know, we go to these big companies with these corporate women and we talk about that. And not only do we talk about the strategy and how to play in the percentages, and they're good, they're numberless women, they're, you know, they're smart. Um, but we also talk about negotiating, you know, a big part of poker is you say, my hand is worth this many chips. Why is it worth this many chips? Because I say it is. Mm -hmm. And if you want to call my bluff, that's on you. Right, right. I love that. So it teaches women to negotiate and, um, how to take calculated risks, right? Calculated risks. And uh, right. I want to say to declare your own price. You yeah. know, I can say my queen and Jack or whatever, you're my pair of aces. I can say this hand is worth a hundred chips or I can say it's worth a thousand chips. Right, right. That's very interesting. You know, I had a friend that's a pit boss uh, and he <laughs> taught me uh, craps. And uh, it was about how certain bets are safer than others. So you need to know what you're doing when you play and some are less of a calculated risk than others. Um, yes. Just like in the game of craps, you know, sometimes you'll make a bet and you only get one roll of the dice and you either win or you lose where other bets you put it, place it on and it stays there throughout the entire game until someone craps out. Like, you know, for instance, a six or eight, if you bet on that, you win every time a six or eight comes in until the person craps out. That's some pretty good odds. And then other 
options on the table are not such good odds. And so it is interesting that, uh, you know, I think people think, oh, uh, playing a game in a casino is just a matter of putting your money out and you're lucky or you're not. But there really is strategy involved, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, the higher volume that you play, the more poker becomes about skill. So like if let's say that we have a complete beginner against the world's greatest professional poker player. If you play one hand, it's about 50-50 who wins. But if you were to play a thousand hands, over 90% of the time, the professional is going to win. So absolutely, uh, um, skill matters. <laughs> Luck diminishes. Yeah. And, you know, something I found that's funny is I watch a lot of uh, poker videos online and on YouTube. And I also, in addition to writing clients, I do have a few poker clients. And ever since I started watching those videos, the YouTube algorithm, it now thinks I'm a boy, right? So it sends me the type of videos of people that watch poker video content. And there's so many more conversations about making money. And there's so many more conversations about stocks and e-commerce and, you know, online business and all of the, you know, different side hustles and you know, entrepreneurial endeavors. And I think as women, you want to kind of break the boys club and get into those circles because you want to be in those conversations. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. So if a woman listening wants to learn, uh, so you do some coaching and then they can also pick up your book, yes. uh, A Girl's Guide to Poker. I love it. I love it. And that's on Amazon and- And, uh, and you can also order it on Barnes & Noble too. Oh, Barnes & Noble. Awesome. Well, I think that is so cool. And so the the premise of it, the the guide- teaches a woman the strategies of how to be a successful poker player? Yes. Starting from the beginning. Um, it's a beginner's a book, beginners to intermediates, depending how far you get. Uh, my goal was for every paragraph to have a punchline. So it's funny. It's got a lot of jokes in it. Um, I wanted it to be really like your best friend teaching you how to play. Um, my publisher said it was like the Bridget Jones of poker. You know, it's, it's oh, cute. I it, love that. Yeah. And it's, you know, the book's printed in full color. Uh, I know most people are listening, but if they can see, it's supposed to look like an ace. And so um, it's, it's engaging. And then something I did take inspiration with, with the For Dummy series, because obviously they do reference books, is I was reading one and they said, the idea of the For Dummy series is you can open this book at any point and jump right in. Like you don't have to read it in order from start to finish. Right. And I, so, and I really love that concept. So even though obviously it's nice if you read it from page one to page 200, that's great. But if you just kind of want to jump in and be like, I'm curious what a tournament is, or I just want to know which cards to play. You can just hop right in to the book without um, needing to read it in a linear fashion. So I think that's I love cool. that. I love that. You know, yeah, I would have thought that the, probably the average person would have thought, oh, this is going to be a boring book. But I love that you made it kind of Bridget Jones funny and yes. entertaining. And and yes. you know what? This is what we're here to talk about today is what a phenomenal writer you are and now how you're helping other women to write their book from start to finish. And yes. what got me interested about having you on is um, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have different programs to write books. But what I loved about yours is that you do the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you get on with them. Is it once a, once a month? Usually once a week, but it depends. Oh, on once a week. Okay. Once a week, generally speaking, if some, I've had people that just want to like 
knock it out and do you know two or three times a week. And then I've had people, you know, life gets in the way, but mostly speaking once a week. And people would finally uh, find you at finally get your book done.com, which Absolutely. I, I mean, I love the URL. It just punches <laughs> you right in the face saying, Hey, get that book done, you know? And, and I think people do often need their hands held. Um, yes. You know, I mean, I, it appeals to, to me as well. We all have another book in us. Right. And uh, it is hard sometimes to find the time or get started. So I love the concept of jumping on with you and actually getting it written while you're on. So once a week you get something accomplished and the book can be done in like 12 weeks is what you uh, yeah. have as a, as a timeline, right? Right. It depends exactly how long or short you want your book to be. Right. Uh, you know, I've had clients who want to write a children's book. We're done in four weeks. Um, and then, a, you know, I have a current client who she wants hers to be like a full length novel. And so, you know, I think we're going on month four or five right now, but generally speaking, if you just kind of, want to get your story out. A lot of people, they're done in 12 weeks and it's usually about 60, 70 pages, but the quality is really elevated because during our sessions, first, you know, not, I call it collaborative editing. So we're going over your writing, you're reading it out loud. We're kind of tweaking it and you have another audience, uh, me as a sounding board. But then a lot of times, you know, I'll say like, elaborate on this part or let's deal with the pacing of the book. Um, I have this woman working on her book and she traveled the world visiting uh, and working at animal sanctuaries. So she wants to write about that, her story. And it's really cool going to Thailand and Bolivia and everywhere, helping these animals. And sometimes her book is like, I went to Thailand and then I went here and then I went there and I ended up like, pause, you know, let's um, tell me what happened at this spot. You know, tell me what happened there. She actually, at one point, what kind of got her travel bug is she was visiting one of the Scandinavian countries. I believe it was like Norway or Finland or somewhere. And she says, everyone was really quiet and we're loud Americans. And then I'm like, can we elaborate on that a little bit? And she starts telling me the story that she called to her sister on the street, like, hey, wait up. And the entire town looked at her and everyone <laughs> stopped. And they were so embarrassed and so mortified. They had to hide into a store because everyone was so <laughs> quiet, right? And I'm like, that needs to go in the book. And that's the kind of thing that we tease out in these sessions. I have another woman who's writing a more- uh, Let me just interject. I cannot take my wife there. <laughs> exactly, right? Like telling the waiter, hey, we didn't get any water. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> No, and then we the way we kind of juiced it up with the language, as we said, it was like we had violated an unwritten rule, keep your voice down. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, and then I have another uh, a woman who's writing a more technical book. And so sometimes she'll like throw out terms that to me, not in her industry, I'm like, you know, why don't we say what that is? And why don't we elaborate on that? So it's a uh, three prong. It's one, when you read out your book out loud, you kind of get to edit it and you see how it sounds and all that too. I can kind of help say like, oh, let's organize this here. Or let's add this. Let's really, you know, I can be the third party, the neutral reader, just to kind of give a little bit more direction and body. And then three, when you're spending an hour every week reading your book out loud, it's probably going to give you more momentum to keep writing. Absolutely. And when you have a, a scheduled meeting every week to work on it, which I think most women, uh, you know, smart, brilliant women that are really busy, want to get their book done, 
have a hard time finding the time to do it. And so to set aside that, you know, once a week session with you to work on it and just a hundred percent focus on it, I could see how it would really get the book done. You know, I think when we first started talking, you were telling me that uh, someone you knew had been wanting to do a book for a couple of years, had yes. the book idea. And when they finally sat down with you, they did bang it right out in the 12 weeks. So, you know, it really does help someone to discipline. Um, and I think, you know, it is hard for people to get started. Even when people are super smart and have a really great book inside them, I think we're not all writers. And so what an opportunity to work with someone like yourself that, you know, has written for major publications to get your input and help move it along, help put it into context, help edit it. Um, Once it's all done, do you help them also to like get it published, get it distributed? Um, In terms of self-publishing at places like the people I can, I refer them to, to get it put together. I don't do the marketing end. The reason why I call it finally get your book done is the reason why you want to write a book is not because you think you'll be the next Oprah, you know, (laughs) when you have the book out, but it's because it's, you've got a story to tell. You've got something in your mind and you just can't live without it being in existence, right? You need to finally get your book done and have it out in the world. Um, My ideal clients are people kind of like yourself who have a podcast, have a little bit of an audience and already have a network that they can distribute it to. Uh, whether you have a formal book deal, even with one of the big publishers or are self-publishing, uh, you're going to have to do a lot of your own marketing. <laughs> so right. uh, it, that's just, that's part of the game. So you help um, them get and, it written, help them get it self-published, help them get it online yes. and print it, uh, which they can print online. And I do think the majority of people are making the books not to be the next bestseller, although that would be great, but mm-hmm. most people are doing it to build their business. It gives credibility, yes. you know, the, you know, they say the number one thing that people admire and respect is someone who's an author. It It's above doctor. Can you believe this? Oh my, so, I need to start saying this. <laughs> yes, that you're an author. And I think the reason is, is because just about everybody wants to write a book. So they really admire and respect people who have written a book. And I think that that might be, you know, maybe they don't identify with actually ever being a doctor or a lawyer, but they do identify with, they could be an author. And so that might be the reason that there's such a, a tremendous amount of respect. People actually do definitely grow their business when they have a book. Um, it, it gets people to get to know them. It's, it gives them credibility. Um, you know, obviously, if they have something really to bring to the table, it's not for every profession, but I would say it's for most professions. No matter what your business is, it's always good to have that book. Um, can you share with us any of the ones uh, that will be coming out? Uh, that of my books? Uh, with my clients? Yeah. Well, most of them, we don't put the title to the very end. One that we just finished was that children's book. Um, This woman's from the Bahamas and she wanted to write a book for her son who's six years old about going through the Bahamas. So we can learn about the culture. The illustrations are beautiful. We found a fantastic company. That one's called Adventures at Grandma Bahamas. And then actually the woman with the animal sanctuaries, we were just discussing that in our session yesterday. We're trying to come up with just the right title. So you know, we wanna make it clear that this is about traveling the world 
without, you know, being too, here are my travels. So <laughs> we're actually still teasing it out. Um, we're working on that one. Uh, and so you do help people with the title. I do. Yeah. Uh, but that's something that I think you really wanted to come from you. Yes. So, you know, well, it's again, like in a session, we would talk it through. And so right. like, it's always good to have a sounding board, have a sounding board. Right. So like, for example, that woman yesterday, she was saying she has something tattooed on her. That's kind of like um, something about like courage or over fear, something like that. Right. And she was wondering, so let's just say it's overcoming fear, something like that. And she's saying, could that be the title of my book? And I was, you know, it's a little broad. And I was saying, what if at the very last chapter, what if that's how we finale your book? You know, uh-huh. with that, exactly. And that's, and then she So was, it was more in the context it. of the book rather than the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's what you tease out when you work with the book coach. It's, I know this is significant. I know this is meaningful. Where does it go? And I was like, I think this goes as the last line of your book. I love it. Well, uh, if we have listeners out there that need to get their book done, they need to visit uh, you at Mm finallygetyourbookdone.com. Easy to remember. (laughs) Thank you. And um, where can they find you online? So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Amanda Botfeld, B-O-T-F-E-L-D. There is no I. Um, and uh, also my website, I have a contact form. My email is Amanda, finally get your book done.com. I always do a free consultation just to talk at the idea and see if it's a fit in terms of if we'd like working with each other. Because uh, again, I really believe that writing a book can be a collaborative process. Absolutely. You're right. And there needs to be a kismet between the writer and the coach for sure. Um, hey, thank you so much. Uh, you know, and everybody, of course, you can uh, also find me on LinkedIn, Catherine Gray, and uh, our um, Instagram is Catherine Gray, invest in her. And of course, she angel investors on all the rest, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, hope to see you all online, and hope that you will look up Amanda as well on social media, uh, on LinkedIn, and of course, at finallygetyourbookdone.com. Amanda, thanks so much for sharing. Uh, I hope people also pick up your book, A Girl's Guide to Poker. Absolutely. Uh, about yeah, on social media, if they want poker content, that's what my Twitter is saturated in. So Amanda Botfeld on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, I love how the poker plays into us being better at our finances yes. and uh, empowering us. So Love that you did that. I don't think there was any other book out there for women on poker. So bravo to you. And uh, thank you so much for being a guest. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at SheAngelInvestors.com.